flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped, you can trim those holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers, y'all. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for the Thomas Island audience. If you use our code, TAMA, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure your balls are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped has all the tools to get you spring ready. Have you heard about the Weed Whacker? It's a nose and ear hair trimmer that provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. There's no more gross nose hairs flying off into the wind. Plus, the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor and a 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Manscaped is making it easier than ever to whack your weeds and also to make sure that you have the most confidence while also providing hygiene. Speaking of incredible hygiene, Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial for your ball to stop sticking to your leg. I use it. It's great, especially as the summertime gets swampier. If you go to manscaped.com right now and use the code TAMA, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. That's right. Use the code T-A-M-A for free shipping and 20% off at manscaped.com. Manscaped, shave your balls. All right, we're back. Ross, we're going to dive right in. We're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about this week. Talk to me, man. What are we going to talk about this week? This week, we got a real good topic, Tama. Tama, this week, uh, we're going to talk about a a pretty unique era for Bullet Club, Uh, an era where you all may have thought you were at the top of the mountain. It was maybe your first time feeling, uh, feeling like you're at the peak of the wrestling world. Between 2014 and 2016, some folks... Uh, maybe call this the, the the golden age or the first golden age of Bullet Club, but some some more will call it the phenomenal era because this is the era you bring in uh, a, a little a little future superstar by the name of AJ Styles, and uh, AJ Styles seems to lead the the Bullet Club on a uh, a trajectory an upward trajectory. I mean, not that not that you weren't on a state of everything is going up to begin with. That first year is a is a rocket, but it seems that AJ Styles adds a little uh, a little bit of fuel to that fire. So let's let's talk about let's talk about this era. You're coming out of losing uh, Prince David to WWE mm-hmm. and Bullet Club uh, is is dealing for the first time with losing a leader. What was yeah. what was the feeling like between especially the three of you, Carl Anderson, you and Fale as that that core four? What what did you guys kind of feel was the future before you knew AJ Styles was coming in? Uh, we, we didn't really think that far ahead. We kind of was in the moment, living in the moment. Um, we knew that Prince David had, um, he was leaving. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, we were just like, all right, well, what do we got to do next? And it was kind of just trying to figure it out. We had no idea what the next move was going to be. I just, in the natural order of, of things in Japan, next in line would be Carl Anderson. That's who my thought, my thought would have been the next guy too. Okay. He's got, you know, seniority. He's the one that's been here the longest once 
Prince David leaves, he'll be the next one up. And then we rally. And he was already like our guy anyway. So, you know, it, it was just natural that we would fall behind him. So, yeah. And so, uh, and so, so Carl is, is kind of your, your interim leader as, 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 as Prince David has gone, gone off. Yeah. What is, uh, who is the first one to bring up, Hey, we're thinking about bringing in AJ Styles. Who is the first person you remember saying Carl? AJ's name? Carl, so, yeah, Carl, Carl was very much was always the guy. Behind, he was yeah. behind the scenes managing it too, kind of saying this is yeah, this yeah. Is we bring like, it. When you're seniority like that, the higher ups mm -hmm. will like put that responsibility on you to look after the other guys. You know, that's that's that was his job to make sure that everything in the locker room, everybody's cool, everybody in the group is cool. Any gripes and grievances would go through him, and he would take it to the top. The top would bring down their gripes and grievances through him, and he likes that. You know, that's that's just seniority. That's just yep. the, the the food chain, I would say. Did you say that? No, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a it's it's a ranking. It's a it's yeah. a, uh, it's an order to things. And so yeah. so what what was your initial thought when you hear hear AJ Styles is coming in? Because he's he's obviously he's made a name for himself in TNA. He's yeah. he's not he's not a nobody when he comes in. He's he's already kind of a star. What what were you thinking right. when you? Uh, I didn't I didn't think much because I I was just I mean I I knew of him but I didn't know of him like deep yeah, yeah. stuff you know and i knew he was he was doing his thing in tna he was a top guy um i seen a little bit of his work but not closely enough to study it you know i, I just was worried about what was what i was doing out there in japan mm -hmm. so i never played uh, paid close attention but once i got word that he was coming i started looking to see what, what the deal was and and we're like all right we'll just you know adapt and and see what we you know what we, what we can do together how did he, how did he fit in with the chemistry that the group had already kind of established when when they first oh. bring in Styles and it's you know because because Anderson Gallows all of you guys you you've got this group and you you know all groups are gonna have a chemistry they're gonna have a rhythm how did how did Styles fit into the oh, rhythm to start off he was yeah. great right from the get um I I remember we were down in Fukuoka a city down south of Japan mm. and we just did a pay per view and we all came back um. I think this is when he won the belt. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So sure. the very yeah. first uh, title win against. Yeah, and we came back to the hotel, and we all got, you know, we just did a sponsor. Mm. Uh, we all got back in the, in the taxi cab, and we got out in front of the hotel, and he, he he's like, "Hey guys, can I talk to you guys for a minute?" And we, you know, everyone was right there, and we kind of huddled around mm. him, and he's like, "Look, I'm here to help move this forward." whatever you guys need, whatever I can do to help. I'm here. Let me know what I got to do. And just from him saying that, you know, uh, we were like, all right, he's a team guy, you know, to, to, to let us all know that he's here to, to help. And from then on, it was like, all right, cool. We got our guy. Let's, let's move forward. You know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll never forget that. that that's what, that was my first impression of him really. Him so just a team player fitting in, yeah. fitting into the group like a glove. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh yeah. Awesome. oh yeah. 
I mean, yeah, that's awesome. And and that first night when he wins the well, not the first night, but when he finally wins that that IWGP Heavyweight Title, mm-hmm. it's not just him. That he he is helped by Yujiro Takahashi, and so you you get your first Japanese member joining Bullet Club at this time. Uh-huh. It's also it's also when you've got your the the logo that's behind you right now that we come to know of as, as the, the it's the second Bullet Club logo, but it's the most iconic. Most iconic was this. And and it's not just styles with belts. Fale is the intercontinental champion. Yeah. You're starting to bring in the Bucks are, are running roughshod over the junior heavyweight tag division. Uh-huh. You're about to bring in a certain guy by the name of Kenny Omega. And so uh-huh. he's also uh he's also no slouch when it comes to the junior division. He gets that IWGP junior title pretty quickly. Yeah. Did did it all just kind of hit you guys that Bullet Club was was starting to become an actual an actual force in business and not just in in new japan storyline no but in my head I, we were like we were going mm-hmm. to the top so yep. there was no changing that in my head or like or realizing oh everything was just such a high and we were mm-hmm. just rocking and rolling i didn't think anything different from we're, we're moving and we're doing good let's keep keep going you know mm-hmm. um and by the time I, I remember this picture had everybody, everybody had straps, except for me, <laughs> except for me, but everybody, everybody has straps, you know, Fale with the Intercontinental, we got AJ Styles, we got a strap, Fale with the Intercontinental, we got Gallows and Machine Gun with, with the heavyweight tag team champs, we got Kenny Omega with the junior champ, we got the Young Bucks with the, uh, with the, uh, with the, with the junior tag champs. Tag belts, yeah. Yeah, so. You, you technically also have a young lion in, in Cody Hall, so you're, you're yep. almost like parallel promotion yeah. to new japan in the way that new yeah. japan has you got your heavyweights you got your junior heavyweights you got yeah. a tag team you got a, a young lion was was that an intentional mirroring of new japan or was it just bullet club trying to make sure we have someone in every division to to make this a, a domination thing it, it was to it was to sh- it was a way to uh to set our, our, our tone, our seriousness mm-hmm. as us being a serious, to be taken serious as a group, okay. you know, and, and, and that means that we had to dominate every, every uh, weight class. So mm-hmm. to be really taken serious, you know, so we can be a threat in every class. So, um, so yeah, the point, the time that, See, we we started to notice that we were becoming big internationally when you were seeing we were seeing before everybody had the belt, we were mm-hmm. seeing our logo on on other American companies' shows, mm-hmm. and we knew it was serious when the word got out that they were banning people from wearing the logo at their shows. Okay, and that's and that's when we we're like, oh shoot, because you mm-hmm. saw it everywhere. And I remember this. I remember our, our, our president went to WrestleMania mm-hmm. and all he saw was Bullet Club shirts everywhere, everywhere. And all, all our friends over there that work over, overseas told us, you know, man, you guys, we're at this WrestleMania. That's all we see is this Bullet Club everywhere. And, and that's when we knew. So mm-hmm. the belts and everything else came after we were already steamrolling. It, 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 you, just can't deny the iconic logo so when it's cool it's cool it's gonna fl- it's gonna go no matter what you know it's gonna it's gonna go so then belts it's like doing a promotion with nothing to back it up and then and then the, the until it catches up you know the belts and all that finally caught up to the logo how, how popular the logo it just puts the brand up 
to what the logo was because those people wearing the logo without knowing it was a wrestling logo. I was going to say, because I, I remember being at independent shows of that era, just going, like learning what Bullet Club was simply because of the fact that there were... There yeah, there and was, there was the they, went, they would sweep me, and I was like, okay, this is a, okay, yeah, this is a yeah. thing. But um, that, that, there, was, there was people wearing it and not even knowing that it was a wrestling thing. They just thought it was just a design, you know? It was people, non-wrestling people, non-wrestling okay. fans that were just wearing it. So, and then and then... You know, word of mouth, everything else caught up the belts, everybody getting the belts and, and really pushed us to the front. Um, yeah. That, you know, uh, shoot. I think once those two connected, uh, the logo mm-hmm. and, and everybody with the belt and like our boss seeing that in uh, WrestleMania, all our logo everywhere, yeah. all the shirts, that's when they actually started thinking about how can we do that? We can have more influence internationally. And then okay. this is where Jeff Jarrett came in. And okay. that was good. I, I, I want to talk about Jarrett, but first we, we got to talk about, we got to talk about Yujiro because Yujiro is, is a big, it's, a, oh. it's, it's as big as Bullet Club had gotten. You didn't have a Japanese talent. And no. we always talked about Japan. You need a Japanese talent in that group to make it more than just this foreign stable. How did, how did Yujiro kind of fit into the chemistry of, of the Bullet Club? Um, was he like AJ where he just kind of, t- it, it was already well, kind of fit right in or did you guys kind of have to have to work him into the group? Um, yeah, we, we, I've known Yujiro since like he was with Naito as the, uh, as no limit. Yeah. And, uh, no limit. Yeah. I've known him since then before I even came to new Japan, he came to Florida and we used to go party together. You know, okay, so there's already that history there. There's oh, already, yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, I'm, you know, he's a, such a great brother, good dude. And, and we had already known um, he, he was just a perfect fit, but it was also the turning of the, we were no longer Gaijin outsiders. We were yeah. a, you know, so you couldn't just look at us, oh, these are the outsiders of Japan, these, you know, these foreigners. No, because now, Yujiro changed the game on that. Now we were legit bad guys all around, you know. So, um, yeah, it was a nice touch, too, how, how he came in and, uh, and, and helped AJ. It was a nice, beautiful touch. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, props to the booker for that. I was going to say, it, it is, it's a, he, he is a, a unique kind of factor to Bullet Club. I, I, I feel like there's going to be a whole extra Yujiro episode just about yeah. Tokyo pimp. He's him and Pieter are fascinating. But so let's talk about Jeff Jarrett. Him or just talk, Peter? <laughs> uh, is it yeah, him or is it just Peter that is fascinating to you? <laughs> you know what? Uh, uh, you caught me. You caught me on that one. But let's uh, let's talk about Jeff Jarrett because Jeff Jarrett is he finds his way into every group. Am I wrong? I mean, he he was in the NWO. He was in every faction in TNA. How did Jeff Jarrett end up in Bullet Club? The thought was New Japan thought the appeal to go uh, well to go international. Mm-hmm. We needed somebody that they trusted that could uh, they've had done business with before, and Jeff Jarrett had uh, done business while he when he was head of TNA. Okay. Uh, they've done business together with, with New Japan, so New Japan thought that they could use okay. Was, you know, Jeff Jarrett wasn't doing anything at that time. I think he was, he was building global, global. He was building global force wrestling. Uh, he, he, definitely, 
he had Luke uh, and Carl on a couple of the tapings for, and I think some of the baseball stadium shows that. that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. You ever, you ever talk to him about Global Force Wrestling? Did you ever? Like, no, hell no, man. I, I didn't want to be a part of that. He didn't want to pay me. So he didn't, didn't want to pay me what I wanted, <laughs> but which, okay. was probably, which was probably too high because I thought I was worth more than I, than I really was. So, well, but, yeah, I don't know but, if it's, it's too high. Because speaking as someone who's watching Global Force be advertised to wrestling fans, they made Bullet Club a pretty heavy part of like, yeah, we're definitely going to have Bullet Club. We got Machine Gun. We got Gallows. Did, did they? I, I think yeah. They, they, they put me on a magazine on they their magazine. Post. They put me in a global magazine and said I was a part of it, and I was like, "What the f, man? Come on now!" I, no, was, no heads up, no sort of talk. But I'll let this one slide. Oh, mm-hmm. slick Jeff Jarrett, you, <laughs> <laughs> you slick Rick, you. But I'll let it slide. So. <laughs> Jarrett finds a way. Finds a way, man. And that's how I was able to survive this whole time, man. And props to him. <laughs> you know? Oh, I know. Absolutely. Hey, he's still he's still thriving to this day. That's he's one of those uh he's one of those constants in life. Um yeah. so when when Bullet Club is kind of expanding this much, did did do you kind of feel like TNA was was trying to salvage some of the people that may have been you know, because like with what you got, you bring in AJ Styles, who obviously New Japan knew from TNA because they, yeah. they had the relationship there. Same with they did some good business with Jarrett. Was this how, how were they kind of like dipping their toe into international expansion to the idea of what would eventually become New Japan of America? Or was it was it a completely different attempt on its own to expand? It was a different attempt because they, they, they you know, New Japan just didn't realize Mm-hmm. what an impact we had made until they started thinking so they were just trying to figure it out on their toes with what what they could do and say they thought that jeff jarrett was the way but not, that ended up being a flop what mm-hmm. really extended our reach internationally was we had foot soldiers which that was running the indie scenes all around america and they were hot commodity which was the young bucks the young mm-hmm. bucks were like just hot on the indies and they once they, you know, once they went ran around representing Bullet Club, the awareness grew rapidly. And plus, Gallows and Machine Gun and I were doing indies. We were doing shows, you know, out, all around the Southwest, um, or just the Southeast. I mean, I'm sorry, the Southeast, mm-hmm. uh, North Carolina, uh, Georgia, Tennessee. We were doing all these Southern shows and just kind of spreading Bullet Club awareness. Mm-hmm. That was was what helped us grow internationally. Were we doing it legally through a New Japan contract? No. <laughs> but no, I was going to say, because this is also around the time you had Chase Owens, and he would come through the Chicago indie scene a lot. Uh, with yeah, the, the, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't a regular. No, he but he, he would show up in Bullet Club tights, and he would put on a really good match. And so it was it was one of those cases where you could you could kind of tell, like you said, he was a foot soldier. He was there right. to keep Bullet Club alive. He uh-huh. obviously, he's still with the group to today because of, yeah. of the standard that he set. Yeah, back in, back in 2015 when you joined, mm-hmm. um, but it, it it do you so you feel it was it was the, these independent shows was it was it Ring of Honor or was it more of the the independent that kind of there helped? was Ring of Honor there was there was oh. some Ring of Honor there was definitely uh, Ring of Honor there I know that the Bucks and Machine Gun and AJ had done shows with them out there mm-hmm. in New York and whatnot so um, that was really hot really really hot stuff you know um, from what I had seen. So that really spread awareness internationally for us Bullet Club. Not the tactics that New Japan had, you know, come up with. 
And how would they know? They've never done nothing like that before, you know? So if they didn't, they were like, they had, they didn't know, they had a gem and they had no clue how to deal with it, you know? Did, did they have you guys under contracts or you're just going tour by tour at that point? Tour right? by tour, man, I'll tell you. And, you're and the I'll hottest act in wrestling. You're, you're, on a, you're on handshakes in good faith, just based uh-huh. on, just oh, based yeah. on, uh, uh, on tour. By, so what, when do you start realizing that other companies might want what bullet club has because this you guys are on top of the mountain right now it feels like you guys everyone's got gold it's the the booking is finally matching what the the how the fans see the brand um yeah oh so so this is how it happened 2015 carl anderson had signed like a long-ass term deal with new japan and he was coming his term was up in the beginning of of 2016 so we were coming at the end of 2015, like October, November, December. Mm-hmm. These are the times we start, like, usually we, we hear something from somebody to start talking about contracts. Nobody oh. approached, nobody. You're the, we're the hottest thing in wrestling. Mm. We're the hottest thing, literally, yeah. in wrestling. And nobody had approached us to lock us down. And they've always done this the year mm-hmm. before. They was locked, you know, come a couple months before and, and locked. And the year that we're the hottest and New, and New Japan was making stupid mm-hmm. money, then nobody approached us. And they just thought that they just didn't think that no, that we could go anywhere. That was the problem. Okay. They, thought, they thought that we couldn't go anywhere. And that was a word from one of the higher ups to me. Really? So they, they just straight up tell you where, where yeah. are you going to go? I was drinking with them. Me and Machine mm-hmm. Gun were drinking with him. And, uh, and I was like, yo, what's up? Why haven't you guys signed us? You know, he goes, wow, man. You, what? you always talking money, man. I was like, yeah, because we've been fucking busting our ass for you guys. And he goes, wow. You know, I was like, what if we get up and leave? He goes, where are you going to go? And Ooh. I said, oh, shit. I think I just gave it away by saying it, doing the voice. <laughs> So, yeah, no, we knew we knew who you were talking about. Yeah. It's so, 2020. Yeah, you know, so, and, and it's all love, so and I, I, I and yeah. I took around. I said, okay, all right, mm-hmm. watch us. And so enough. And so, that, the, and so, who reaches out for? Is it is it WWE? Is it TNA? Is it who starts reaching out to like you and Carl and um? No one, no one reached out to me. Uh, I didn't hear nothing from nobody until the the, the next year. But um, Carl and and uh, um, what's Carl and, and, and Gallows and AJ yeah. were contacted by TNA. And, okay. And so TNA they, gets the ball rolling. It's Dixie yeah. and TNA trying to get AJ back. And is, uh-huh. is, are they trying to get all three of them, or does AJ say if you're going to bring me, you're going to? They wanted me. AJ real bad, and. Uh-huh. And that kind of fell into AJ. Uh, hey, you got to grab these two guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's how that and and there was a bidding, you know, from that. I think it was like December when it was hot. Like we thought, we thought TNA was the deal, and mm-hmm. then WWE came out of nowhere, like blindsided everybody, and and just kind of, you know, hit them mm-hmm. up, and. Gen, you know that first week of like it was like January third, the day before Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boys gave the notice. Shinsuke, AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Gallows gave their notice that they were, they were going, and 
it was like a madhouse. Everybody was like, it's like scrambling. Everybody was scrambling. It's like when you turn the lights on, all the cockroaches were running around. That's yeah, how it was. Like, it was so frantic. It was so like, yeah. All the, all the higher ups were like, they were like scratching their heads, sweating. And you just didn't know, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't want to call it chaos. Cause you know, obviously, but it, it sounds like a very chaotic, uh, um, kind of time. So when did, so did TNA reach out to you or was it just W? Well, they didn't reach out to you, but was it just WWE that talked to you about possibly leaving? Oh, it, it was only, it was only, it was only, uh, WWE once, once okay. the other boys was confirmed gone, mm -hmm. uh, we did a wrestle kingdom. And after wrestle kingdom, I was contacted. Okay. Uh, yeah. Then I went and had a meeting with uh, Triple H, and and I I gave my uh I come a, a verbal agreement, and I said okay, yeah, I'll go. And so okay. I said, give me one more week. Let me give me one more tour. I need to go back to Japan and tell them that I'm leaving. And uh, so yeah. So okay. And so and and so what is what does New Japan do to to when when you come to them and say I've I've yeah I've, I've talked to WWE. <laughs> hey. It's looking like I'm heading. <laughs> I, I came in, uh, I told him, Hey, uh, I got some news. And I said, I, they're like, Oh, so they called a meeting. I, I, well, I told them that hey, this will be my last tour. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And they were like, they were just so stunned. And I was like, I'm, I'm stunned that I haven't even got a contract. I've been here now six years. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so they, they pulled me and tried to, uh, negotiate. And I was like, sorry, no negotiation. I already, already, uh, uh, gave my verbal, uh, you're like verbal it, you're you're it's like a notice to give notice or something yeah you know i already told WWE the was coming and and we already got we we're starting the paperwork and so mm -hmm. yeah close the books and i i that was it and then the next day we you know that night me carl machine gun and folly me carl uh gallows and folly went drinking drinking kind of mm -hmm. like oh you know celebrating work you know oh, it's a good time, good time next day we had to go to work Follow the old sneakster follow here. They want, you know, he was staying, but yep. you know, he knows, he knows, uh, he knows the deal. He went and told, you know, I think the, he had a meeting with, with the, the higher ups, like mm -hmm. do next. And, uh, and, and follow And they asked him how, how, how what, what can we do? And he's like, I think if you bring his brother, he'll stay. And, uh, okay. that's how it so happened. That's, that's, that's what, kind of brings you into back into new japan is this this idea that you can finally come yeah. full circle with your brother you, yeah. you, uh you get you get denied by wwe and he gets taken in and now now you guys finally have this chance to be a tag yeah. team on a, on a huge platform does that change the way you look at not only new japan but but bullet club because when you're when you and carl and luke and aj are thinking about heading to wwe you guys are on top of the as far as you think you're on top of the mountain right yeah Mm -hmm. And so AJ and Carl and Luke show you this, this path that is, it's, it's money and it's, it's definitely staying where you're at on the mountain, but then Fale and new Japan basically say, there's this, this other way you can, you might be able to keep climbing. I mean, what, what was your original thought of what was going to happen to bullet club when you leave new Japan? Do you think it's just going to, it'll either continue on or do you, do you think it was probably going to end up becoming something else? Uh, it, it was hard then because I, I just knew with those guys leaving, there were so, such major players in our group and and, and leaders that I knew I, I had to step up. Okay. I knew I had to step up, and and me and Fale, we had to take the lead on this and and figure out because, um, yeah, I, and 
at the same time, you know, the, the torch was being passed to Kenny Omega and he was a new guy to us that we, you know, he had his way and, you know, he, his chemistry was different than us core four chemistry. So mm-hmm. but his chemistry was tight with Bucks and them and our chemistry was tight with Bucks, but they had their That's own right. little like click. So yeah. it was like, it was like, uh Oh, <laughs> so we just had to figure out, um, you know, how to keep things steady and, and mm-hmm. not, not uh, rock the boat uh, and, 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 and make sure that we we're still going the path going up and moving forward. Gotcha. And so, yeah. So what, what was the, when, when you finally get word that you're, they're going to bring in Tongaloa, they're going to put you under contract. They're going to, they're going to, you know, kind of take care of you in the way that you want them to yeah. take care of you after six years. Yeah. Them. What what is the conversation like with you and 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 Carl and Luke when when you have to tell them that you know I'm I I think I'm gonna stay I, I yeah go yeah and- they were they were kind of like they were surprised especially Carl yeah, yeah Carl was surprised that because I WWE is the is the goal right that's the yeah. goal if you especially wanna- 2016 New Japan World is is just debuting like you're not. It's, yeah. it, it, it is a different platform. It was seen at that point as the, as the job security. If you're playing football and you want to be a football player, the NFL is the, the, yeah. the, that's, that's the mecca. That's where yeah. you try to reach your goal. And, and, and if not, then I, I don't, nobody plays football to go play in Canada. You know, <laughs> that I'm aware of. Sorry, Canadians, you know, but. Hey, the, it, the Canadian Football League it has, a, has a rich history. They gave us the rock. They don't, they. they all, <laughs> but, but, you know, you know what I mean, you know. And yeah. so, like, I, I, turn, I turned that down to, um, mm-hmm. I just saw something different. And, and uh, you, you keep saying you saw something different. What is it different that you see like when you when you know it's going to be you and tonga and fale yeah. and you've got the you've got the elite also bringing this these new eyes to well, bullet club did you see bullet club kind of the, the bullet club that it is today or did you just kind of see all right there is this other way well i wasn't for me to stay the way i mm-hmm. saw things if i can come from my own perspective and how i look yeah. at myself i knew yeah. if i went to wwe i would have to start again from the bottom which I was willing to do because mm-hmm. that was my door in. And once you go in, you just move, you know, I knew I, would, I trusted my abilities and my competitiveness to take me to the top. Yeah. But, you know, my brother, I saw something that we had started, but we got separated. And here's was a chance for us to unite and, and, and really do what we came in together to do. And, and, you know, so um, and plus my, my loyalty to my family is, mm-hmm. is utmost important. So, uh, especially, so yeah. And Fale knew, Fale knew, you know, it was up, man, the tongue Fale, and thing, the tongue and Fale thing. Fale was already staying. Fale, you can tell he had the plans. He was plot. He was like, all right, if we can't get Tama, bring in Tonga, we'll keep Tama. Like you can tell he's, <laughs> he, earned that, he earned that underboss title. Yeah. Oh yeah. General yeah. title. Let's not, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's not miss words. Yeah. So, um, and, and, I, once I, if I could get my brother here, then I knew, mm-hmm. okay, that me and him can, you know, we can uh, definitely put in some work. I'm already at the position with these guys leaving. There was holes to fill. And I knew I was that guy to fill, especially with gallows and machine gun placement that was opening up, you know? Gotcha. So, 
I knew that. And so, yeah, I, I, I saw that. And I just, I just loved, I loved, I love working for New Japan. Um, though, yeah. you know, they kind of handled some things wrong with the contracts and whatnot. I mean, mm -hmm. like, they kept me for six years when nobody else took me. So contract or no contract, you know, I, they, they were still good to me. So, you know, I, I had to give, you know, most people just like, I'm out, you know, they called me twice <laughs> into that office to, to negotiate. So I was, you know, most people, once they say no, they're gone. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I came back and, and now I was, I was back with my brother and now you got three Tongans up in there, you know, so I, I could only see positive things and, and it was just going to change. Now we had a direct, mm -hmm. I thought at the time that we had a direct say on what the vision and the goals of Bullet Club would go be, but there was a split because obviously you saw later on, yeah. I was inside, you know, I, at that time I thought, okay, now we got direct say on how, which way we can steer our Bullet Club and what we do in the image and everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So did you feel like you kind of had to rebuild bullet club after gallows and, and carl and aj left like was did you, that period between when they leave in in like january and february of 2016 and then october of 2016 you finally bring in tonga loa is that middle period how do you look at that is it this kind of rebuilding it, it, and reworking the chemistry or did was it just business I, I looking back at it now it was such uh an un easy time because i i had one thing in my mind and what we were had i thought i was just going to continue the game plan from the first group into this but the other group had a different game plan so they were doing they were doing their own thing and not and none of us knew it and we we're just like there was no leadership there was none there was mm -hmm. no like you know there was none you yeah know, it was it, it, it but it is it's not in the way that it was in the first couple of years, because right. even AJ Styles has said he never, when he was in it, Bullet Club, despite yeah. the fact people call it the phenomenal era, he never felt like he was the leader. He felt like yeah. it was it was a group that yeah. led itself. And so, is this era? It's not the group so much leading itself, or is it's the group kind of pulling at each other? Yeah, yeah. It, that that was the deal. Um, and and I, I I've dealt you know not to go too deep into it because I think this is something that we all that's this is a different era we can talk about. But I was trying you know I I. I I uh, backed Kenny up because mm -hmm. I, I saw myself as Carl's um, I was taking his spot. Okay. So I had to step into that role and his role was to support the, the front guy. Mm. And so I saw that. And so I was trying to, but he, you know, obviously. Kenny didn't, he, you, Cause like with, with Carl and, and, and Devitt and then Carl and AJ, you can have that consigliere role that you would find yeah. in like the mafia where the, yeah. the boss is, is helped by this, this right hand. Yeah. But you're saying that you're saying that Omega wasn't as open to having a consigliere. He didn't want that. that. Yeah. His, 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 his guys were Kenny was the young it, it was bucks yeah and so yeah. It, it it became this it, it yeah. was like a tension between you and the yeah. bucks of the sort of which of us is yeah is, and, but the, that's thing. not how they saw it you know they yeah. came with a way you know the bucks they, they, they came from roh and they had a click it was a very mm -hmm. clickish thing and i didn't know how the the chemistry in that role that there was a hierarchy you know okay. that was you know so they did their own thing their style New Japan, we just knew a hierarchy. We there's that's just Japanese culture. You knew who was where and mm -hmm. what, and 
And America is kind of like a freestyle. It's clicks, you know. It's yeah. just... <laughs> no, I, I get exactly what you're saying. And that's why I don't want to go too deep because I think all we need to do is talk about the fact that this is where that tension starts. Yeah. If you're a New Japan fan, you know where that tension ends. It ends somewhere <laughs> in San Francisco. But, uh, but right now, this is this is where that starts to begin. So let's let's tie a nice big bow on on this first. I feel like it's the first half of Bullet Club. Is that uh-huh. you, that up until 2016 when you guys are are going up and up? Yeah. And then AJ, Luke, Carl all go their way. Mm-hmm. You, Fale, uh, and everyone else go a separate way. What do you feel you learned most from that era where you, Fale, Carl, Luke? AJ, everyone is just on, on top of the world. Everyone's got a belt. Everyone's got uh, direction. That first golden age, because I feel like there have been a couple now, but that first golden age, what did you really kind of take from it um, heading forward? Quickly, on top of my head, if I, without thinking about it, it's just the fun, mm-hmm. how much fun I was having and inside the ring and outside the ring and, and the, the brotherhood uh, friendship that, that was happening, the camaraderie. So um, I think my, my takeaway would be like, if you're having a lot of fun in what you're doing, that's going to take you places that you never thought that you could reach. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. That's, I mean, that's, that's a good, it's a good lesson. It's yeah. a good, uh, it's a good, good base to draw from. Do you, do you feel like, uh, you feel like you've really helped, helped kind of keep that mentality alive in, in the bullet club of today? I try to, mm-hmm. I try to, you can see, I, uh, there's a lot of playfulness there, but mm-hmm. there comes growth. And I yeah. think, that, you know, and you've got to like, I think if you've played too much, it's like a balance. You got to know when to do it. Cause if you play too much, nobody's going to respect you. You know, and then you got to earn everybody's respect. So you got to know that there's just times and places and, and the further, I think, more you go up, uh, you kind of, you got to grow up, I, I think, <laughs> I think, you know, this guy. I, I, I would be, I would be very worried if you were the same person in 2020. As <laughs> I'd be worried if you were the same person in 2020 as you were in 2019. That's how people work. You got to grow. You got to. <laughs> they always have to change. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that it's such a fascinating era of Bullet Club because it really yeah. that, like I said, that's when the logo comes about. That's when everything kind of comes together and it becomes more than just. I feel like it was it was a it was a group of friends in a storyline until then, and now it's then it becomes the business. It becomes this almost parallel part of wrestling. It's a mirror world almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, this was a deep dive, Tama. Dive, man, good stuff, man. Ross, I'm gonna wrap it up right there. I think we we covered a lot here. We took deep dive. Okay. We let buddy everybody in on that on that time. A definitely a memorable time. Uh, definitely a learning curve all together. And I think this kind of information can go out and people can learn from it too. You know, um, and I'm I'm, I'm all about spreading information. To, you know, right. Correct information, facts, and it and it hopefully helps everybody out. So, but at the same time, everybody can enjoy the content. So, bro, yep. thank you very much, man. All thank right, you next week, brother. Awesome, talk to you next week. This is great. Ain't nobody really
nobody really than Gorilla. Ain't nobody really than Gorilla. I said, Ain't nobody really than Gorilla. Ain't nobody really than Gorilla. I said, Ain't nobody really than Gorilla. Ain't nobody really than Gorilla. I said, Ain't nobody really than Gorilla. Ain't nobody really than Gorilla. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.